But joining us now to discuss the repercussions of this, Suril Gavaskar, former captain of the Indian cricket team, Sanjay Jha, founder cricketnext.com, SN Srivastav, special commissioner of police. The Delhi police have been central in cracking this entire scam, as it were. Anand Vasu, managing editor of uh, Wisden India. Latika Khaneja, managing partner, Collage Sports Management. Thank you all very much for joining us. Sunny, let me come to you first. Based on what you've heard from the Delhi police, do you believe there needs to be an immediate ban on these three players? Well, I think uh, the uh, BCCI has suspended them and that they will not be participating in any of the uh, remaining IPL matches. Uh, there's nothing uh, happening as far as Indian cricket and these three players are concerned because they're not in the Champions Trophy team. Uh, I don't think uh, they're going to be around for the uh, Champions League, which is going to be played in uh, September. So uh, I think that gives uh, enough time for everybody to complete their investigations and get to the bottom of this. Shishant was somebody who a lot of people believe still had quite a future. He was seen to be an extremely talented uh, seam bowler. Uh, a lot of people would be very upset at the fact that they may never see Shishant in India colors again. Do you believe that based on what you've heard in the scam and his role, Shrishant should be banned from playing for India again. I think that happens. Uh, if you if you have seen the previous punishments that the uh, BCC has given uh, earlier on, I think uh, at the start of this, uh, this century, where players were banned for life or players were banned for, for a fair bit of time, I think if uh, the, the charge is proven, I think that's what's going to happen, which means pretty much the end of uh, uh, Srisanth's uh, career in case uh, he, uh, he is guilty. Sunny, you've spoken to so many cricketers participating in the IPL this year, last year. Uh, was there ever talk, I'm talking about talk, it could have been loose talk, but was there ever talk that you know things may not be right, that, that fixing could in fact be a reality? No, no, none, none whatsoever. Uh, I think as, as the BCC has said, uh, it's come as a ball from the blue. It's a, it's a complete shock because, you know, you really can't uh, uh, believe that uh, players who are getting compensated uh, so nicely for participating in this uh, tournament. They don't uh, get uh, the same kind of compensation playing Ranji Trophy or the other first class events in India. But this domestic tournament, uh, they not only get uh, compensated handsomely, uh, they are also the, uh, uh, the, the centerpiece of, uh, uh, <coughs> of everybody's attention because this uh, tournament really garners a lot of eyeballs uh, and therefore uh, this is an opportunity for players uh, uh, to make a comeback, make, um, like, like Srisan for example, if he bowled well then he would come in, the, in contention or some of the younger players uh, you know, to make a mark to, to, uh, to catch the selector's eyes. We have seen uh, uh, post the IPL performances a lot of players uh, who might not have done well at the Ranji Trophy level uh, still getting picked uh, for India because uh, of the eyeballs that this particular tournament uh, generates. So that's why it's a, it's, it's a shock uh, in case this is true that uh, uh, you know, these players uh, have uh, indulged in this. Sunny, what about the rest of, of this IPL? Um, the fact that this has happened, there is a sh I mean, it's more than a shroud of, of match fixing. I mean, it's dead. It's, it, what the Delhi police seems to have presented is, is quite definitive. Do you believe perhaps the BCCI needs to take a step back, perhaps stop the IPL as it were at this stage, perhaps to look, perhaps to reflect at how far the rot has gotten, because the Delhi police has made it clear that this is not the end of the arrests. No, I don't think the IPL should be stopped. I don't think uh, uh, three players, when you look at uh, 
nine teams uh, with uh, 11 players, that's 99 players, plus a lot of the reserve players. Uh, so, no, I don't think so. I don't think uh, three players uh, uh, suggest that uh, the other uh, 100 <coughs> players are, are guilty of the, uh, of the same thing. I don't think so. SN Srivastav, where does this all point at? Because uh, Srishant is certainly not the kingpin of this. He was a participant, allegedly, but he was not the kingpin. So where does it start from? Uh, well, uh, as I uh, we had mentioned, and uh, th this is uh, going on on the uh, TV channels whole day, uh, that certain bookies uh, were in contact with uh, three sets of players, and uh, 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 in one particular case, uh, one player was coaxing uh, the another one to also join. But no, uh, sir, we know this. I'm I'm, I'm trying to. The question I'm asking you is not about how it worked. We know how it worked, and we'll discuss that as well. The question that I'm asking you is who funded these bookies? How, how exactly did this work? Was What is the link to Chota Shakil? What is the link to Dawood Ibrahim? Well, uh, the investigation had just started. Uh, till now, we were uh, collecting intelligence and uh, we have been able to arrest a number of bookies and the three players. And uh, the investigation starts now. We'll be questioning the, uh, the various uh, persons uh, involved in this. Uh, racket and uh, uh, we will come uh, very soon we'll be able to tell you. So you can uh, confirm that there were phone calls which were made from various parts of India to Karachi and to Dubai? You can confirm that to us sir? Well uh, uh, these uh, uh, Hello? Yes go ahead. Were hello? phone calls made to Karachi and Dubai sir? Well, phone calls were made from Karachi, Dubai and other outstations uh, to various peoples in, in uh, India. Uh, but those conversations do not directly relate uh, to, uh, uh, to the match fixing or to spot fixing. And uh, at this point of time, we, uh, through the intelligence that we have collected, we cannot say for sure uh, who was all behind, but then uh, we will soon come to know about it. Your commissioner of police said that the, the kingpin to all of this was sitting abroad. Who is this person? What is the allegation? On what basis was he making that statement? Because uh, the bookies and the various people whom we are monitoring, uh, they were in contact uh, with uh, uh, the underworld and uh, such persons abroad. And they were uh, generally taking instructions from abroad. So we feel that uh, the mastermind are abroad, but then we still have to uh, work, we have to investigate and come to uh, some conclusion. Mr. Srivastav, are you investigating other uh, IPL teams as well? Well, the intelligence that we have collected, uh, it does not relate to any other, uh, any other IPL team. It uh, basically concer concerns the, um, the uh, Jaipur team and uh, well, during the course of investigation, we come to know about any other team. We'll uh, certainly uh, let you know. What about players, sir? Are there any other players who you believe or who you who you, you who you believe may have been involved, or the names have come up, whether it's in the Rajasthan Royals or any other team? As of now, there is uh, there are no other players. The three players who were named, they have been arrested. But if uh, the bookies were in touch with any other player, 
that will come out through the interrogation that we'll be doing of them. Isn't that the, the joy of the IPL, bigger than anything else, has it been destroyed, Sunny? I don't think so, because you know, I don't think you should paint everybody with the same brush. Uh, even last year there were a couple of incidents uh, uh, as far as the IPL was concerned, uh, but that doesn't mean that everybody uh, was, uh, was doing the same thing. Uh, I don't think we should paint everybody with the same brush. But Sunny, what does this say about, I, I know you don't want to do that because the large majority or 99.99% of IPL players are honest, hard-working cricketers who see this as a, as, a, as a source of income and also a source of great pride and participation to be playing in all of this. But that being said, sir, the image of the IPL, because the IPL is all about image as well, that surely has taken a massive hit, don't you agree? Sunny. Yes, it has. It has because you know any any anything like this happens uh, uh, in any any profession. It it uh, you know does take uh, a massive um, beating. <coughs> For example, in your profession, if there is something found uh, where uh, a media person is uh, can be induced uh, to 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 write a particular story. Or for that matter, in the police, uh, you know, if, if you find that there is an evidence of uh, some uh, sort of uh, malafide, you know, it, it sort of reflects uh, on the on, on on that particular profession. And uh, similarly, I think uh, with what has uh, happened, uh, uh, the the arrests, uh, yes, certainly it uh, does uh, reflect on the IPL. But like I said, 99.9 percent of the people uh, could be completely uh, innocent and uh, not indulging in any of these things. So please don't uh, paint everybody with the same brush. From say an advertising or a marketing standpoint, this is one of the most marketed sports commodities on earth. It's huge. It's ultimately worth billions of dollars. It depends on how you look at these statistics. The fact is that there have been so many controversies over here and here in this instance we've got clear-cut evidence of match fixing taking place. How does this affect the marketability of the IPL? Uh, see, at the end of the day, it's about eyeballs. Um, Though, yes, of course, the game does take a beating, reputations are destroyed. But uh, as a viewer, I think, uh, you know, there's going to be more intrigue. They're going to be now watching the players, seeing, you know, who's putting towels in which pocket and who's wearing a wristband and are there any signals. Uh, it's sad, but, uh, I mean, that's what's going to be happening now, I suppose, as far as the viewers are concerned. Sanjay Jha, what about the BCCI itself? I, the, the BCCI is saying that you know this has struck them as a bolt from the blue. It seems rather strange considering that they would got their own independent systems to ensure that exactly this didn't happen. Obviously, that doesn't work. I mean, it, had it not been for the Delhi police, this would have gone on. You know, Vishnu, I think match fixing or match fixers, you know, are like uh, you know dangerous, slithering, green-colored snakes in the grass. You know they are there, so you got to anticipate them. You got to be careful. You got to build, you know, some kind of a protective mechanism. You know, you know, it's never going to go away. The truth is, if you look at why match fixing happens in the Indian subcontinent, has got to do with illegal black money. Now, black money is hard cash. So why would a Dawood Ibrahim or whoever sinister is sitting across the border that Mr. Shivastav has not named? He's got cash. On that cash and black money, he doesn't earn any interest because he can't put it in a bank. So the only way he can enhance the value of cash is to roll it over in betting and fixing. If he does that, he gets more cash back and he can then plow it back for more illegal activities. Now, this is something the security, the police, and more importantly, the BCCI should be aware of. Okay, because Sanjay, cricketers are vulnerable. 
I'll give an example, Vishnu. I'm so sure you meet a lot of cricketers in your interviews, but a lot of these guys look huge on national television. But believe me, you, they are susceptible to all kinds of manipulation. And I think the BCCI has not been able to protect the players enough because all you needed to do here was actually create an anti-corruption unit that was independent of the BCCI or the ICC and could report back and say, "Listen, this is where we believe something could be." Lalit, you brought in so much money into this game. That was the big attraction for that. That's why you got the big international players, and that's why you also got a lot of good Indian players, young players coming into the IPL. They would never have dreamt of making so much money. But that's not actually worked towards ensuring that the game is clean. Because the more you've paid them, despite that, the more corrupt they seem to want to become. At least a handful of them, a few of them. You know, I heard an earlier panelist. Uh, I forget. I couldn't. I couldn't understand, um, know who it was. But he mentioned out there that we got to be vigilant. Corruption, you can't weed out. There will always be corruption. There is corruption worldwide in sports and uh, around the world. It is the administrators' jobs and our jo uh, as administrators and the anti-corruption to ensure that we put deterrence out there. And the stronger the deterrent and vigilant we are, that's where the issue is. I, we did, when I'm in my time, put in strong deterrence. Unfortunately, that led to me getting threats from the underworld and having multiple assassination attempts against me under, in various countries, which is a recorded fact. But the point is, our administrators need to be vigilant and we need to deter. Corruption you can't weed away. Betting is not going to go away. I mean, somebody says that betting should go away and we shouldn't bet. It's not going to happen. You know, 8,000 crores a day is being bet approximately on, on matches. That's not going to go away. What about the entire process of legalizing uh, betting the entire industry in India? Would that I somehow... Think the government, I, it, that is a step forward. Legalization of betting is a must for us to get the information and, and, and that is one step but that's still not going to step take it back but legalization of betting is extremely important for this purposes and the government has been shying away from that fact for a long period of time. What about the individual greed of players? How do you control that? Now that is something you know as all players will tell you Sunil out there was saw and other players will tell you there is something that you can't you can't do anything about you got to understand the bookmakers are always trying to lure you in it's like a fish in the water and somebody takes the bait now you have to ensure that the bait is not taken and you have to have insurance deterrence out there but the bookmaker is going to try he's going to very well try to lure you in with whatever he can whether it's whether with money or with blackmailing or with something else and our objective is not to get lured in and, and we need to be vigilant on that there may be some rotten eggs but on and overall we have some very 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 good cricketers who are very ethical. There's enough money in the pot. They're getting paid. That's what the IPL is for, to ensure everybody gets paid. And, and that's why you see so many uh, large payments being made to players. And we were hoping that is a good enough deterrent. But again, as, as money gets bigger, the game becomes bigger. The pot becomes bigger. So the bookmakers are going to go after. And that is something that we as administrators have failed as I see it today. But uh, Lalit, tell me this. Since you left the IPL for all sorts of reasons, um, you're not in the country now, for, for, again for various reasons, there has been a great deal of scrutiny of the finances of various IPL teams. Uh, a lot of people, your critics say that is a legacy of, of your time when you were in the IPL, that perhaps things were not necessarily as clean or, or transparent as they would be. So how do you, so is, uh, is what we are seeing now part of a system which is messed up in, 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 in many ways? Okay, let me tell you out here, you know, 
when I conceived the IPL and I built the IPL, it was built on a certain principle basis. And we did not know what the outcome is going to be. So what we said is we must evolve daily on and on every year basis. And that's why I said we need to keep innovating, we need to keep changing. And one of the principles that I laid the IPL on, which is a fundamental principle, that, and that is the root cause of this, and that was that all players must go in the auction after year three. And the reason for that was that there should be no side side agreements possible and, and certain owners able to keep players at a, at a low, at showing a lower price and they're getting a higher price and side deals being done. The objective was everybody should be even. The purse should be fixed. It should be open to everybody to see in an auction who is buying what. And at the same time, everybody should be an even playing field. What has been happening is, and I also said, which we didn't have in year one, and it's my fault because I didn't know about it. I said that all owners must become part of the governing council. We must have them as a decision-making process. We must ensure that everybody is part of the deal. Today, what is happening is the power centers have changed. Whether it's Indian cricket, world cricket, or BCCI cricket, or IPL, everything is governed out of Chennai. I don't want to point finger, but the fact. Now, media are all of a sudden saying, is there conflict? Yes, there is a conflict all around. Whether you see with the with other controversies, whether you see with um, uh, scheduling of international matches, whether you see blackmailing of other nations, but there's a problem. And the problem stems from administrators. Now, we as administrators want to push the buck away because we say India is a strong country and we don't want to take on India. And that's where the problem lies. Other ICC countries should take a stand and okay. they're not doing so already because they're all afraid of India. Uh, Lathika, let me just quickly bring, uh, get you to respond to some of the points. He says that the structure is fundamentally flawed, that a lot of the problems that we now see is because of the structure. The governing council needs to involve more players. Is that is that something that you share? No, I think that's that's absolutely correct. And the other thing that he said was correct is that the owner should be involved in the decision-making process because to have one person pretty much decide everything and be a team owner and all is is something that is is much talked about in the media and everybody wonders where it's going and i think year after year you see the same team coming into the finals and all that there has to be there is obviously something very uneven about the whole balance and and that itself takes away the attraction of ipl beyond the other problems as far as betting is concerned even about the balance of, of, of individual teams that's what you're talking of all, about of the individual Some teams, teams and about the IPL if and the structure of individual teams being more powerful no than, and also are having the same people in the finals year after year after year it's hardly I mean it is you know there, there is no element the element the competition seems to be among five six teams two seem to be winning the battle for various different reasons at all times because of money power because of other reasons so that makes the whole thing a little flawed I mean the okay. whole structure the lack of interest now in IPL probably comes from that Sunny, uh, is that something that you, that you share concern about, that ultimately IPL is dominated by just a handful of teams and that it's not as competitive as it should be? Well, so also Ranji Trophy. Ranji Trophy also is dominated by uh, a couple of teams. Mumbai has been winning for so many years. So there's nothing wrong with a team dominating. If it's good, uh, uh, it is going to dominate. If it's got uh, uh, a combination uh, that is better than the other teams, that is going to dominate. Uh, so I don't think you know we should we should be looking at that askance uh, for the simple reason that uh, the other teams then need to to pull up their socks and get a combination that works. Look, this T20 uh, format is such that you know surprises can happen uh, uh, and and a match can turn on its head uh, in a matter of deliveries. Uh, we've seen that the other day in in uh, Mohali when David Miller played that extraordinary innings, and the other day in Mumbai when uh, Kyron Pollard came and uh, won a match which looked lost. So if if your teams have players like that who can change the game, 
then you can't really blame uh, other teams for not having uh, at the auction picked some of those players. David Miller, for example, went for just fifty thousand uh, dollars in the in the auction. Uh, who would have thought that he would be a, a game-turning match, a match uh, turning uh, player? So I think uh, we we can't really go by the fact that one or two teams dominate. Uh, it happens uh, in in football. Manchester United's been winning. Manchester United, Manchester City have been winning uh, in the top two for so long. So does that mean that we should uh, stop the English Premier League? No, I don't think so. Uh, Mr. Srivastava, just uh, a last uh, a last question from you. How much more evidence, or, or how much evidence do you now have? I know you can't give us details, but what can you tell us about these transcripts that you have? Do the transcripts absolutely categorically? nail these players and these bookies who have been arrested well uh, at this point of time we have three uh, three uh, parts of the investigation that we have to carry out number one we uh, that is the evidence against the uh, persons we have arrested we have sufficient evidence but then we will add more evidence uh, through interrogations and through uh, as we proceed we'll get, we'll get more Number two, we have to also arrest other play, other people. Uh, uh, I didn't mean uh, player, other persons uh, who are involved in this uh, uh, match fixing, spot fixing, and also collect evidence against them. And we also the the most important aspect is that we have to unearth the larger conspiracy that is behind uh, the spot fixing. And uh, if during the process of finding out the larger conspiracy, we we come to know that there are other players or other uh, bookies and other persons will certainly go ahead and take legal action against them. Mr. Srivastava, it's correct that you've got hundreds of hours of tape recordings. That's right. Is, uh, this is something that was mentioned earlier. Hundreds of hours of tape recordings. Yes. All right. And you believe this? this these yes, tape we have, uh, yes. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, we have uh, we have uh, hundred or maybe more than hundred hours of recording. We also have. Uh, other evidences uh, and uh, we are dead sure at this point of time we are we are very sure that the evidence that we have is sufficient for nailing the persons whom we have arrested all right anand vasu last comment to you before i go across to ken Hosh for his last comment uh, vulner the delhi police earlier in the day uh, anand had indi had indicated that the the bookies actually have a way of spotting vulnerable players isn't that the biggest concern that a lot of the young players coming into the IPL may not be as exposed as some of the biggest stars? These are vulnerable uh, in the sense that they may not even think they have a very long career in cricket. How does one protect these, these particular cricketers? I think uh, we've seen even with the previous instances of match fixing when we had the controversy in, early in late 99 and 2000 that there are some players whom bookies just don't approach. There are some players uh, who have gone through glorious 20-year careers, never once having any uh, mud thrown at them, forget about any being any sticking to them. India has already gone through a phase when we've had to rebuild through players such as Rahul Dravid, Saurav Ganguly, Anil Kumble, Sachin Tendulkar. These are guys who've spent entire lives in cricket without ever being even approached by these characters. Now, if if, if they can be like that, there's really no reason why you can say that some of the younger players are more vulnerable than others. Okay. If a psychiatrist says that someone uh, clinically cannot tell right from wrong, then you have a problem. But that's certainly not the case with these younger players. 
phase. There is education modules in place. There are uh, examples in place for these players. What happened in England last year is fresh in everyone's memory. I think to suggest that these players don't know right from wrong uh, would be right. extremely just, just unfair. Just perhaps a few the honest minds players there are around. And, and criminal minds, it appears, at work. I'm sorry, uh, Ken, we've run completely out of time. I won't be able to get your last, uh, your last word in over here. But it's a, it's a huge, huge concern for not just Indian cricket, but international cricket. And it's completely changed the mood of, uh, of IPL this particular season. What happens next? Where do these investigations go? Well, one person who is particularly concerned is the captain of the Rajasthan Royals, Rahul Dravid. This is what Dravid had to say a little while back. I'm uh, shocked, uh, disappointed and distressed by the events that resulted in the arrest last night and this morning. Rajasthan Royals is a special team and we have always operated like a family. So this is devastating. Spot fixing and corruption have hung over the game of cricket, which is extremely sad and dangerous. And I know that the BCCI and the Rajasthan Royals and we in the team take the same zero tolerance view of the situation. Our players are devastated that our performances may have been affected. As they have the desire to win and this has been evident throughout the tournament. The players and the people around the team are hurting. I hope that our fans get behind us and that we become stronger as a unit which often happens in a time of adversity. Well, let's hope that Rahul Dravid can use all his experience in getting that team around to rally around him. Let's see if that happens. We're going to take a short break up after that news from Mumbai where Sanjay Dutt surrendered earlier in the day and is now on his way to jail. You're watching India Decides. Time's up and Sanjay Dutt has surrendered. There was chaos at the court earlier in the day as hundreds of people crowded around his car. He's now been taken to the Arthur Road Jail in Mumbai. He will spend 42 months in jail. The inevitable, now a reality. Fifty-three-year-old Bollywood star Sanjay Dutt once again back in jail, perhaps for the final time, but for a good three and a half years. Paying for a crime he committed 20 years ago, possessing illegal weapons linked with the 1993 Mumbai serial blast, a dejected and withdrawn Sanjay Dutt left his home here in Bandra at 1:30 Thursday afternoon, a home he won't see. For a very long time. With his sister, Congress MP Priya Dutt and Bollywood by his side, Dutt then surrendered before a court after exhausting the one-month extension granted by the Supreme Court. Inside the Tara court, Sanjay Dutt's request for electronic cigarettes was turned down. The judge even advising him to give up smoking. But he has been allowed home food and other essentials for a month. But it still will be tough. From the comforts of his luxury home in Pali Hill in Bandra to the life of a condemned prisoner at Yarwada Jail in Pune, this in all likelihood will be his new address. But his fraternity stands by him, some hoping to see a reformed Sanjay Dutt. 
कि एक नया संजय जैन से निखर के उस आग से गुजरकर हमारे बीच वापस आएगा जिसमें एक नई ऊर्जा होगी जिसके अंदर एक नई सोच होगी ये मेरा विश्वास है संजय ने ये ठान लिया है कि वो बिल्कुल डिग्निटी से अपने जेल सेंटेंस को फेस करेगा मॉडर्न संजय दैट्स बीन द रिपीटेड कोरस फ्रॉम बॉलीवुड एंड इज वेल विशर्स इनफैक्ट ओवर नाइन्टी अपील है महाराष्ट्र गवर्नर एंड द प्रेजिडेंट मोस्ट ऑफ देम सीकिंग मर्सी फॉर द एक्टर a possibility but he will have to spend some time behind bars not the last word yet on this two decade old sanjay dat saga with miloni rashmi and imtiaz in pune tejas mehta for ndtv you've been watching india decides it's time now for us to take a short break there's more coming up